AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armor All. Less work, more clean. Terms apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners' or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Look, my day job as a firefighter is tough, but my night job as a social media manager, my Persian cat Jinxie, that's intense. It's 8 p.m. I've finally gotten home from another 24-hour shift, and I just want to kick back with a cold one, but... Old Jinxie knocks my beer right off the counter and gives me that look that says no drinking on the clock. But Heineken Zero Zero keeps us both happy. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I get my drink and I can still work on Jinxie's new line of merch. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 
This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. What, what, what were we just talking before, Alex? You you said you don't you don't you you basically your laptop's failing you, right? Yeah, um, died. And, and I asked the obvious question. Dead, yeah. I asked the obvious question. What did I ask? Well, how much porn I watch on it? And I told you zero. Yeah, which is a lie. It has to be a lie. And you said it's not. I don't. I can't. I genuinely cannot remember the last time I watched porn on a laptop i mean what do you do with it do you just put it next to you is it on your knees i mean what <laughs> what do you do uh, I, well i don't i don't i don't watch porn well um, that's not true is it um no no honestly um i don't because I, there's no privacy in this house it's a very small house and uh i wouldn't the having the luxury of using a television or a laptop is um you know something that i'm not exposed to or privy to Unfortunately, but you're you, large parts of your I, time. You know, you, you're, you're, you're not cohabiting at the moment, are you? No, and it's it, but it's always the phone. I don't. I can't remember the last time I used anything else other than the phone. Do you do you treat yourself like? How do you mean? Just like, well, I'm just asking whether or not it's like. You know, let's just get this done, or, or let me settle down and enjoy this. Uh, depends. Depends, really. If um, you know, if there's a batting partner, sometimes you just got to be, you know, ready to go. Um, if not, then yeah, why not? What do you mean a batting? Why partner? not lie down with? Well, there might be someone that you're that you're talking to that's saying, "Hey, what are you doing?" But um, if, if if that's not the case, then you know, then yeah, why not lie down? You know, just just leave your t-shirt on. And get some baby oil. You know, go go the whole hog. <laughs> baby, baby oil is great. Baby oil is a relatively new addition to my. Oh come on, that no it one. is. Honestly, I've never you never used like any type of real lubricant. We haven't needed do, to. We don't it's, do that in the UK. Well, I know, but but I've tried it now, uh, and it's you know it's it's lovely. It's just yeah, quite nice. It's, take, it's a bit like. What? what do you mean? Why would it take longer? The clean up. You just got oil on. You know when you get oil on your hands and you're like, oh, fuck, you got to wash your hands and it takes ages for it to come off mm. and you've got these little little water dots all over your hands and they're all greasy. That's what you have to deal with every single time you knock one out. Just go in the toilet. I've got one out. Get, get in out the toilet? Well, where, where else? You're, look, you, you, don't, you don't live with two kids and, you know, your missus. There is no, there's no room here. There's nowhere for me to go. So the only place well, yeah, to, but, uh, you can go is with where there's a locked door in the house, and, and that would be the the bathroom. But you said, but you said you don't do it. I was lying. <laughs> if, everyone does it. <laughs> but honestly, I'm telling you, bagel oil is good. It's 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 worth it's worth it. I just have one towel. Just have a separate towel. I have a towel that's just hanging up. But just cock, anything gets wiped cock, on that towel and it gets wiped once towel. a week. <laughs> Alex's cock yeah. towel. Disgusting. Whatever, whatever is on my cock, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be just a bit of fluff. It could be baby oil. It could be, you know, infected 
sputum. It just gets on that rag, and then that's washed once a week. Uh, it's episode four, season 11 of the Fighting Cop podcast. I'm joined on the line by Alex from Bristol, and it was an emergency pod because something has happened at Tottenham. It's very exciting, so exciting that we spent the first four minutes of this podcast not talking about it. <laughs> Nuno Espirito Santo, I've got it right now, he's, uh, he's our manager. He's our manager that I would say... I'm not actually. Do you know what I'm not going to do? Do you know what I'm not going to do, Alex? I'm not going to go. He was our eighth choice. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to be quietly optimistic that we've got a good manager. That's my. That's my. I'm just laying that down. I feel. I feel all right about it. How do you feel? I'm really pleased. Really pleased. I think uh, you and I both together. You know, after when when the potch stuff really started to go tipped up. Mm. Uh, you know, both of us were like you know what we'd, we'd have Nuno did we get Nuno that that was someone that we wanted yeah I and, remember back and, yeah okay there's been sorry go on no I was just saying I remember just to follow up what you were just saying there I, I remember having a conversation and looking at Wolves in their first season first couple of seasons um and seeing them a bit in the championship and I remember James who's my mate James who's a QPR fan he was like waxing lyrical about how good they were like one of the best teams he's ever seen in championship football then he comes up and finishes seventh twice on the bounce, and they're playing. They were playing nice football. And I was thinking, this is a, this feels like a natural successor to Poch if he if he ends up leaving. And because he had one bad season, I think people start they they forgot about all the good work he did at Wolves just even you know recently you know post post pre COVID. Yeah, I think, and um, I'm willing to overlook that. You know. All I've wanted in a manager is someone that I want to have a, a like a bloke that I can get behind. You know, I want to I want to be I want to be like, yeah, he's a nice he's a nice man. I'd love to have a beer with him. Give me a hug. Mm. Like the rest will come. Re- results and all the rest of it, obviously, are what it'll get judged on. But that's just what since po- Pochettino has shown me that that's the type of manager that I just want now. We need because then, then you can be blindly, yeah, you can be blindly optimistic then. You can go in. You can go in with faith. You can leave all the negatives and all. You know, is he is he going to play the right football? You know, you can kind of leave all that behind because you're like, do you know what? It looks like he gives a toss and he's a decent bloke, and we're not going to have to deal with antics after every press conference or every post game interview. You know, yeah, we can just completely. get on with it, um, and that's fine. Then if it works, great. If it doesn't, all right, okay, fine. But there's no of this residue of bitterness after it. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, that it may be that it all just works out. I mean, it's not, it probably won't, I suppose. But, you know, it's, it may be that we'll have a nice manager, someone that isn't going to divide the fan base con- continuously, that for the large part will have, you know, a unified fan base for the first time in God knows how long. And um, and it's weird because they're kind of unified on two two fronts. They, they're, hopefully people will get behind Santa now and just let him manage so. Let him manage the club and make sure that we uh, we play a decent brand of football, and uh, and I still think there's going to be a sizable pe- amount of people that are, you know, fully against Daniel Levy. Um, we've got a question here from B. Yeah, I mean that's. Uh, and he says, "Do you think it's possible to back the team and manager on the pitch and also make Tottenham Hotspur Stadium a toxic environment for Levy?" No, no, the, no the, you can't do both. You can't, can you? No. What's it's just not, it doesn't work. Oh, what do you do then? It's difficult. 
it's difficult. I understand people's position with that. I think we're all in that position where we feel that he's, you know, really his position is untenable or it's getting to be untenable. The only way that you can force change like that is by being vocal. I'd be supportive of stuff that happened outside the stadium before and after games. And if it can somehow then be have a pin placed in it during the game, which it will do if you win, and the performance is good. If the performance is bad, it will seep into the stadium. That's fine. But it's always been like that. It's always been like that. There's been where we've been sitting second and third and nil-nil with 70 minutes to go and, and the place is horrible sometimes. Just the way it is for Tom, I think. The way the way for Daniel Levy, what, what Daniel Levy can do, not that I'm sure he's even remotely concerned, and I do think that um, you that any kind of negative atmosphere that's created, you know, it's not it isn't about the players or the, or, or the manager. And I think if people start booing or going after Levy, if we get a bad result against Man City, it won't be because Nuno is our manager, or um, the the squad is what it is. It would just be because they're going after Daniel Levy and he needs to know that there is a, a massive amount of discontent amongst the fan base. But if Daniel Levy goes out and signs four players, signs exactly the players we need, then we're in a, it's, it's a different kettle official together. And then, you know, I don't know. He's still got time to do that. Yes. And that's, and that is part of the, of the ludicrousy of football, isn't it? Because if, if suddenly we sign a top level, Left back, a top right back, Dybala, <laughs> and Bale signs for another year, <laughs> and Kane stays. You know, suddenly everyone's you know up on its air. So I'm willing just to kind of put a pin in it for now, but I would not be against, and I wouldn't be chastising anyone that wanted to protest about Daniel Levy before and after a game. Um, how, anything how you... inside the stadium in the position we're in. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I wouldn't want to see it during the game. You know, most people, fundamentally, we want to see Tottenham win. But it, it it's going to naturally happen if we, you know, we're up against Manchester City. It's going to be difficult. And if we I'll lose, tell, all of that shit's going to spill out. I'll tell, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you what, though, Flav. Again, as ever, success or relative success will, will ease it all. You know, think of the times when we've actually kicked on a little bit um, uh, on the pitch it's always been when we've ended up turning to managers that either were perceived or not first pick or where there's been a bit of chaos beforehand Martin, you know Jack Santini rolled into Martin Yole. that was that first kind of step that we took you know ABB, um, Harry Redknapp obviously was was a, came it's after an error of chaos and he came in put his arm around everyone suddenly we take another step right everyone's hating Levy at, at the Santini part everyone's hating Levy when when Redknapp came in, suddenly there's a next step up and away we go. Then, obviously, you had the chaos of, of AVB and everyone saying, well, he's been hung out of the dryer, he's not been back, so it should have been hired. Everyone hating Levy. Suddenly, Pochettino comes in, we take another step. Well, you've missed... Every time you've missed, we've gone... You're making a the... great point there, but you missed Sherwood and that interim manager period where... And then we went into Pochettino, so you're, like, which further te- is testament to what you're saying. Yeah, if he follows that pattern, yeah. it's, you know, maybe we will take another step. And and what it means is that at those times, those times that I've mentioned, they have been where where Levy has been under the most intensity in terms of of, of kind of almost unilateral hatred, right? And something was kicked on. So what I'm saying is, is if if we end up, you know, we we beat Man City one nil, say, 
you know, you, you win or you don't lose your first five, six, seven games, suddenly that voice is quiet. And it doesn't mean that people are fickle. It just means that that's the nature of, that's just the nature of football. And and we won't have to worry about things like protests in the stadium if Tottenham are winning football matches. If they're not, then we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But it will start to dissipate once we start winning matches again. Do you have any issue with um, Jorge... Uh, fuck his name's Mendes. Mendes. Yeah, sorry. just fell out of my head for some reason. Jorge Mendes' close attachment to Tottenham, the, um, the ongoings at the football club. You know, there was first, there was Mourinho, um, there was Doherty signing, then there was... You know, Nuno signing now. Nuno, of course, being his first ever um, ever uh, uh, um, client. Um, yeah, so he, he's, is that an issue? I look at it, and there's a lot of people around me going, oh, I don't like it, I don't like how involved he is. But isn't having a good relationship with a super agent a positive thing? I think there's good and bad with it, as with ever. And I think, I think it's naive to think that this... This hasn't been happening with particular agents forever with football yeah. clubs. Like if you read enough footballers' autobiographies, you see the same names in terms of agents and kind of middlemen come up all the time. Yeah, and obviously certain, and particularly with chairmen that have been at football clubs for a long time, will have certain relationships with certain agents or certain agent groups or certain management companies that make it easier. And sometimes it's your first port of call. You know, you've got a problem. You need some. You need a problem to fill. You know, then, and if you've got that way of working, which Tottenham seem to do, you know, where it's players bought for a manager, then yeah, you go to the people that you know and perhaps have a relationship with already, and say, okay, well, what have you got, and, and go from there. I don't. People going crazy about Mendes, and I understand where some of those reservations come from. But if you think this hasn't been happening in football for years before social media came along and before the infamy of certain agents, then I just think you're being naive. Yeah, I don't really. I, I don't. I, I think it's a, a massive part of football, as you say. And the bigger you get, the more these super agents or significant agencies come in to work with your football club. Um, you think of all the biggest clubs in the world. Mino Raiola is involved in those transfers, um, and they make football go round basically. So uh, it's it's probably not palatable, and they, they they take a lot of money out of the game, and they you know, they're, they're excellent at getting getting um, clubs to, to bend over a barrel and be stuck there. But um, if, if Daniel Levy is, has a relationship with someone who has influence and has a lot of players under uh, under his um, guidance in Mendes, then I think it's better to be in that in bed with that devil than not be in bed with that devil. You know I, mean? I think, I think... We're, in a slightly, yeah, we're in a slightly different position as well because, you know, look, it's been every chance that... To club has got when they're talking about managerial search and what's next and what the next steps are for the club they you know they're preparing us for not spending a huge amount of money and for youth to be you know promoted and to be used it's in every statement it's a massive part of every interview with anything to do with the next steps of football club whether it's the manager or levy's kind of end of season statement so it's not like if they started signing players you know that were then blocking those people's progression then I might have an issue if it's for people just to come and sit on the bench or be part of a squad when, you know, people like, let's say, you know, Dane Scala or whatever can start becoming more involved or whatever. Then, then I'd have an issue with it because, okay, well, why are you doing it? You're doing that just to keep someone happy or on side. If that happens, then I'll, I'll, I'll probably be more upset. But 
from the way the club's talking, they're getting us kind of prepped and ready for, you know, don't be expecting 30, I mean, 40, 50 million quid to be spent. All well, of the skips coming. That, that may be what they're prepping the fans for, but there is no chance that anyone's going to accept it. That if they, if they, if if he wants to be a meager here, and if he wants to, you know, cut corners now, there is no patience left. It doesn't yeah. matter, and and it's all well and good, blood in young players. Yeah, all right, that's fine as long as we're in the place we want to be. I don't want to see young players playing for Spurs. I want to see us playing good football, attractive football, and us, and us competing. And, and if that means Dane Scarlett never plays for for Tottenham, then so be it. Who cares? Yeah, I think. Um... Uh, I'm very much convinced that we're not going to see a huge amount of of, of incoming of, of of big expensive. No, I agree players, with you. I even agree. Rel- even relatively, even relatively expensive for Tottenham. I don't think you'll see us spend much more than. Well, it depends on what happens with Kane, doesn't it? Obviously, but let's say Kane stays for whatever reason. Say City decide to spend all their money on Grealish instead, right? Um, I, I yeah, I don't anticipate. Uh, spending much more than you know twenty five no, million I, on someone, I appreciate and they'll be, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I appreciate it, but they, <clears throat> but but what I'm saying is, is that they, we're in this situation, and Levy's in this situation where you're just talking about a toxic, you know, you know, not wanting there to be a toxic uh, atmosphere during the game. It will be horrendous if he doesn't if he yeah. doesn't back, and like it's already going to be bad. Like I don't think he knows how bad it's going to be. I'm sure. No. He, I don't think he has. A, he has a clue, really. I think he probably thinks, and based on what the trust have said, you know, many times, you know, that he's he thinks he's doing a great job, and there are many Spurs fans that back him, and many Spurs fans are happy to pay the prices, and just the, the trust isn't representative of all, of all fans. I don't think he really is, is reading the room correctly, and he's just hearing what he potentially wants to hear, or he's a yeah. psychopath and he just doesn't give a shit. Could that could be true I think as well? I think he's changed. I think there's something about him that has changed because you hear every time that we hear from him now, whether it's through the documentary or these end of season statements or or the interview that I mean that fascinating interview that he did with, with the club the other the other week, he's very he's far more defensive now. Is in like, but you know I get so much stick. You know people don't know what I do. You know it was like. It, he, he, he reacts to it. He's reacting to that stuff. So I think he probably does know that things have changed and that there's a few more people on his back. But mm. I think he'll double down. I think he'll be like, well, I don't give a fuck. Mm. Uh, you know, he doesn't have to play the nice guy and stuff now. Yeah. Because if he feels that that is where the fan base is at, all right, well, I'm not going anywhere and this is what I'm going to do. Is that a good uh, look for the brand, Is that a good look for the brand? Like deafening cacophony of booze. And anti Levy chance going up every game is that really something that he's going to want? I don't. I don't think so. No. No. So how, but I think how, how, what how I'm saying is I don't think he'll change behaviour. I don't no. think he changes behaviour to to get to change that. I think what he'll do is he'll bank on results and on pitch success to try and quieten that down. His behaviour and the way he reacts and works with the football club, I don't think really will change. You know, we've got obviously Paratiki, and we'll see what see what develops from there. But I still, I don't think it'll be his behaviour that changed. It'll be, if anything dies down, it'll be because of what's happening on the pitch, not because he's taken a change of direction. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I mean, but we do need players. We des- desperately need centre-backs. <laughs> uh, we desperately <laughs> need, we, I mean, maybe Skip 
I'm I'm interested in seeing what Skip can do. I've got no issue with him being a part of the squad and a part of the first team, first eleven next season. And if it turns out after six months it's clear that he's not good enough, then so be it. But we've got to give him a chance now. He's earned it. You know, what I mean? he's done. You know, what was he second player of the year, number two in the player of the year at uh, Norwich. Um, played practically every minute. They were raving about him. So it's, he's done enough to be given a chance. So I, I'm I'm okay with that. Um, but we need oh, fuck it. We need centre backs. And I mean, we need we need a fullback. We need at least yeah. A, well, we definitely need a new right back if Ori is off. So it's a lot of work to be done. Well, look, we're we're talking about players, and I must say, the players that we've been linked with are all you know the, the players that we actually have seemed to have been linked with are all of a decent standard. You know, it it, it all seems like people you think, yeah, that makes sense. Which hopefully is the is the is the runoff from actually having a director of football now. But look, we've got a manager in place now who is in here, you know, days before they start coming back for pre-season, you know, just yeah. by skin of his teeth. But he's been in football recently. You know, he's finished the last season. He's been in the Premier League. You know, he will know a lot about these players already. You know, yeah. so it does, it's not the disaster it could have been. And again, you know, when he's sending same video messages of saying, look, we're going to make you proud. I'm all for it. You know, I was punching the air. Give me it. <laughs> I've waited so long for that shit. Give me it. Yeah. Yeah, and it's sort of easier like when when that shit happens. Like you got like what well, what Pochettino even certainly in the first two or three years, even losing weren't that bad when when you had someone like Pochettino. Cause you knew you knew he'd get it right, and he he was building towards something. We kind of needs to create that atmosphere and that feeling at the club again. And if we can kind of have a manager, a figurehead of of our team or the footballing side of things. You know, someone that is likable, that that talks about Tottenham and the club in the right way. That it's not about him; it's about the team, and it's about collectively as as fans and players and members of the football club that, that, that we're all pulling in the same direction. Then it will feel so much better. Part of the problem when we're losing under Jose Mourinho is you're like, fucking. First off, we've lost the game; that's bad enough. Then you've got Jose Mourinho there. And it's fine as long as you're winning, but as soon as you're losing, it goes toxic. And then you've got to deal with these interviews, and the football was shit. The football was, by and large, yeah. woeful. Um, well, one of the things that was perhaps levied at um, Nuno is that his football isn't the most exciting. Um, what, what do you make of that? I watched a lot of Wolves in the Championship because of a of a family link, basically. And, and it, so I watched the fair amount of it um, and they were great okay they had a big budget and they're in the championship you know they're going to look good okay I understand that but then their first season in the Premier League was you know I don't I don't remember watching a Wolves game thinking blimey this is this is hard work well, you know the first it, two seasons was seventh for the seventh weren't it they beat they, they beat us yeah. twice at home yeah and I, I've never had I never I never remember there being a narrative about oh, Wolves are, you know, it's not great football, but blimey, they're getting results. It was always quite like, yeah, they're just doing well. You know, and I think, um, all right, the last season was 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 a definite decline. There's been no getting around that. But, you know, I, I had no issue with the whole kind of low block and, and counter and stuff. That wasn't, that wasn't necessarily my issue. It was the football around that. You know, it was the no attacking plan off the back of that. That, that that got me. I don't mind being, you know, we don't have to be peak Pochettino. That's not necessarily what I've been asking for and looking for. Somewhere in between is fine. You know, that's that's not a problem. So I don't I don't have too much worries about that. I think you know, look, time will tell. But 
I think I'd like to see what he's like with better players. He's coming into yeah. an environment in a it, it, with much better players and in a much better environment. You know, the training ground is top of the knot, top of the range. So if he's got the ability and the talent to do it, then then I'm sure he'll be able to do it. And if, if he hasn't, then he won't. And away we go again. Um, <laughs> you know, the fact that he's got the fact that he's got a two year contract, you know, means that you know we can kind of take this for what it is. It's a bit of a punt. Let's have it right, you know, and that's fine. I'm all right with that, but yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I wanted. To, I went on the Spurs website this morning and he bought a training top. That's how pathetic <laughs> I am. I um I uh, yeah I always look for the positives. And even on the Jose Mourinho, I was banging the drum. You know, doesn't matter as long as we're winning, yeah. we could win. You know, it was only till it became untenable that I was like, oh fuck, all right, this is bad. Yeah. Um, but I choose. Yeah. I always choose to 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 try and because what's the point? What is the point of writing him off now? It, there, there is not. It, 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 even if you're right, can't make any difference to it. You're not going to be able to do anything to make it make his situation any better. So just hope. Just look into it and be a bit positive and think. Actually, yeah. Over the over his career, the four football clubs he's managed, he's had multiple systems. He's played various diff- different formations depending on who he has at his disposal. When he had a fit Jimenez and um, when Jota was there and. Um, you know, Traore was on fire and Neves and he brought made Cody into an excellent defender. Like they were playing fantastic football because they had the personnel available to him. Last season, where it all went a little bit pragmatic and five three two, Jimenez was out with that horrific injury. Jota had been sold to Liverpool for big money. He and you can see what a good player he is. So, you know, with the right players, like any coach, apart from Mourinho. Is that he can make he can he can get they can get a team playing if they've got the right personnel, um, and that you know that was what was so frustrating um, about him. We got about uh, Jose's time because he had the players to play better football and he chose not to. Nick Nick Harrison says, "How long into this contract do we fire him? Do you have a sneaky feeling we're just buying time until Poch is available?" I mean, it would... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I must say the two the, the length of the deal is a little bit. You know, when's the last time we hired someone on a two-year contract that wasn't sure was, you know, and even that was like eighteen months, wasn't it? Yeah. So maybe, maybe, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I get just you know, look, say we do all right with you know, and you maybe even you know throw a Carabao Cup in there, and and we're finishing, you know, fifth, and then Poch comes home in two years, you know, yeah, I'm all for it. Like so it's it's um. I would have thought if you're if you're Nuno right now, right? You've left the club. You've probably gone a little bit stale at Wolves, probably from a little bit of your own fault, but also because of everything that you've just said, Flav, in terms of players and the, and the other circumstances that were going on. <laughs> Sorry, been there a long time. Now you've just come into an absolutely, you know, monumental football club with with every tool you could possibly want at your disposal. I mean, how motivated must you be? He seems like quite motivated and 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 um, you know, kind of full throttle type of chap, anyway. But you know, how excited must he be into that? And I and I want to be able to get behind that excitement and and see where that that goes for him. And that's the benefit of having a personality like him is because you want him to do well. You know, there there was a big part of me that didn't want Mourinho to do well because I thought it was a twat, and that's a horrible position to be in. And I don't, you don't have to worry about that with with Nuno really. Because if he does well, everyone will love him. There's no reason not to. Whereas with Mourinho, there was plenty of reason not to love him, even if we were sat at the top of the league. 
Yeah. I was looking. At the, I'm looking at the questions you were talking there. There's a lot. Of, there isn't a lot of positivity. Like Apex triplets is is B Tech Mourinho the best we could do? Do you really believe the I'm colours surprised. in Nuno? Uh, do you really believe the colours in Nuno's beard are natural? What a joke! <laughs> uh, we've got another question. So, what flavour of cock does Jorge Mendes have in order to for Levy to be choking so hard on it? Um, Do you know what, right? What makes me laugh is that 90% of people don't have a fucking clue about anything to do with Mendes. The fact that they've heard his name sometimes and then just hear a couple of of journalists that have said, exactly. We don't know fucking anything about Jorge Mendes apart from some bits and pieces of written and he signed some pugs and there's a couple of players that have come in where you think, well, you know, that's probably done done as a favour. That was, that. I mean, that is a travesty. Still furious about that. Just how bad but imagine, but imagine now. Imagine now if Nuno comes in and plays the system, and, and Matt Doherty ends up, you know, suddenly he was good. Through the roof. He was good for Wolves. <laughs> he, he had, you know, what was it? He got five goals in a season or something. He, you know, it's going to be a I mean, Look, three I'm, at I'm... the back, whether it be three four three or uh, three five two. So, yeah. and I don't hate three at the back. I actually quite like it quite a lot of the time. Yeah. I'm surprised. I am. I'm a little bit surprised at the at the reaction to it. I must admit. And I think I, I part of me thinks, who do you think Tottenham are? Like, you know, we talked about Conte, and if you can't get Conte with the type of stuff that he's going to, then that rules out every type of manager at that level because they all want a certain amount of control and money to spend and assurances about Kane. Right? That rules all of that stuff out. If you'd gone for Graham Potter, right? Who okay is playing very very nice football and, and was someone that I was you know quite keen on, but he's still only been at Brighton, and finishing you know whatever it was 16, 15. So, I, I mean you've got to, you've got to put this stuff into context, and this is a guy who you know the, the, we've hired a director of football for a reason. If the director of football has gone, yep, yeah, this is my guy, then this is that's where his neck is, and it's his neck that will be on the line for it. That's what we've asked for. So it doesn't matter whether they've taken, you know, me in charge of it. If that is who the director of football wants, I mean, I am available if, if he wants to. It's, it's, you know, I probably do quite a good job. But um, you, know, you have to, you have to, to say, okay, fine, let's do it. Um, there's a question from here, Stelios. It's not, it's not a, it's not a question actually. It's a statement. Um, he says, Stelios Tritios, ITK one. Sorry. Pray, praise Levy, don't say a bad word against him. Your usual pod, basically. Oh, thanks for listening. What? I don't know. He's, he, I mean, I, I guess I do have a reputation of, of, of backing Levy when I thought he was doing a good job. But that doesn't mean I haven't changed my mind or other people can't change their mind. Never mind. I can't please everyone, can we? Um, well, if you've not, not listened, he's obviously not listened to the last, no, every, any episode that is where anything's been dust <laughs> no he's, well it, it doesn't matter does it he just he's listened to it before he's obviously stopped listening because i've uh so or someone's um upset him or said something that he doesn't like and uh he's lashing out alex Bless he's him. lashing out at us i'll just look at his tweet i'll tell you this for free uh paratici equals oh willie oh that's nice i love oh, it yeah, when people say yeah, that. cheers to that uh wrong dof for the job uh nuno wrong manager for the job Levy's pulled everyone's pants down. And you've all bent over for him. Fuck my life. God, he's a bundle of fun, isn't he? Um, I bet he enjoys his. I bet he enjoys his Saturdays. I bet Saturdays and Sundays are great for him. I bet he loves it every weekend. Yeah, yeah man, it must be tough. It must be tough. 
And it's, it was hard enough for me who tries to stay positive, so God knows what it was like. I must wake up every morning going, I fucking hate Spurs! Fuck. I couldn't live like that. I really, And I get it. I, you're, everybody needs football as, a dis, as an escape and it, to give them the, the relief, light relief. And when you... When you, you know, Daniel Levy he hasn't behaved like an ambitious coach since making the appointment of Jose Mourinho. I genuinely think that was an ambitious move. I thought he was... You know, to pay, uh, you know, the big, biggest wages in Europe to the, one of the most successful managers in recent history. That was an ambitious step, and we did a lot of work in the transfer market last summer. I don't think you can look. You, might, you know, we might not have bought the right players, and some players didn't work out, though, especially. But on paper, if you look at what Levy did last summer, there wasn't a great deal of to, to, to moan about when Bale came back. Um, and with a different manager, we were probably no. have a much more, you know, um, positive season. But fundamentally, it's not resulted in anything. And we, what did we finish eighth, ninth, worst season in, in God knows how long. So yeah, he does need to be, you know, taken into account. And you know, if, if football means everything to you, and Spurs more specifically, and the person who runs your club, it feels like they're letting you down. And I can understand it. I can understand why people get um get furious at him but i think it's only in recent times where it's really like this fucking manager thing is is bizarre to be 72 days how it took 72 yeah. days to find a manager is that is alarmingly poor no but, one's uh, no one's um like i said everyone's in the same boat with levy right i think that's fair now i, I think pretty much everyone is in relatively the same boat right so but the question question is now is well he's not going anywhere right now are we so there's been the chance to do to take action and to protest and stuff and you can think what you want about the protests that have happened i've got nothing but respect for people that went out there and and, and wanted to do stuff and, and arrange stuff fantastic yeah. right but now you're at a position where what you're gonna what you're gonna do you gonna have to decide whether you're gonna enjoy tottenham or not if you're not if you don't want to and, and you think, do you know what, it's too much for me. But I, I understand that. I get that. I had moments like that last year, but mine was just based around the manager and the, and the, and the football, just not around the ownership at that time. So I had a decision to make to go, well, well now, it, would I have liked someone of a higher pedigree than Nuno? Yes, is the answer. Do I think we would have got them? Probably not. Was there any so, guarantee? Is there any guarantee that that would work? Like, could, you couldn't get a, yeah. a bigger profile manager than Jose Mourinho. Look at it; didn't work. Exactly. So it's more of a question of, you know, are you going to sit there and get upset about what people on podcasts or other people on Twitter are saying? You know, whether they are happy or not, <laughs> or just just get on with it. Just be like, all right, you've know, got to be able to enjoy something about it because it's a big part of. I'm sure it's a big part of your life, man. You know, so got to try and enjoy a bit what of it, right? We'll deal you, with the rest of it as it comes. What, what I don't understand what people get out of going on Twitter and going, yeah, it's all shit, I told you. This is going to be shit. You know this. Every, everything you want to happen isn't going to happen. And uh, it's going to be shit and miserable, right? And I'm just letting yeah. you know that because you, I don't think you understand how shit this is going to be. So I'm making sure that you feel like I feel that this is going to be shit. What? What did you, you get out of that? Well, he did tell us it for free. It didn't, was free. didn't cost anything. Didn't cost anything. Yeah. But the pod didn't cost anything. I don't. T- I, t- I, t- <laughs> I told you I quite like Daniel Levy like six months ago for free. It didn't cost you a thing. Um, John Howick. I, I I like this right because John Howick is um, 
I hear him on the news. <laughs> and I know that he listens to the podcast. He he does. Uh, he's a journalist, and uh, he does like the. I think he does sports. But it's you know the bit where you you you'll hear a a read like a, the news being read out or hear a segment. Yeah. That's what John does. And when I'm dri- driving, listening to talk sport or something, then he sometimes pops up. Anyway, um, mm. yeah, he says, at what lengths will this club go to to make Matt Doherty Doh- Do- work as a sign-in? <laughs> yeah. And what's, more to the point, what's the best that we can uh, can expect under Nuno next season? Depends. Um, I think from my, from my point of view, I think if we can, if we can start to have... Uh, <laughs> a way of thinking about Tottenham. When you think about Tottenham, okay, Tottenham play like this, then I think that's that's the, the biggest thing that we can get going to start with, right? Mm. Is that we have a we have an identity and, and a and a and a way that we play football, right? And not everyone will love it, I'm sure. One way or the other, it's too open, it's too expensive, or it's too negative, it's too it's too close shop. <laughs> but one way or another, I'd like to be able to go, yeah, I know how Tottenham are going to play this week. I know how we're going to set up. Right, and then it's a question of 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 um, personnel. That's that's a big thing because I think unless you have that, it's difficult for people to be on board when things don't go right. So, um, if that can be achieved, and you know, and you think of where we were really under one of the most awful seasons that we've had, and we really then weren't far off it, and we weren't far off Champions League. You know, stick three wins in there <laughs> instead of three draws, and we'd have been there. So. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going off a relatively high base, you know. So yeah. I don't think it's it's not going to be quite as, as a monumental task as I think it seems. Obviously, the transfer window will be a difference, you know, and what other clubs do. You know, United obviously bringing in Sancho and what Liverpool do and what the scum do and all the rest of it. You know, we're going to have to try and make sure we go toe-for-toe for them, you know, relatively toe-to-toe for them in terms of how we improve the squad. But... Yeah, I, I mean, I don't see any reason why why top four would be out of the question because we were, you know, nine points, you know, off, sorry, three wins probably away from, from top four anyway this year in a season that was an absolute fuckfest. And obviously a lot will depend on what happens with, with Kane. Yeah, indeed. Um, just going to finish on this uh, from Dalai Farmer. He says, if uh, Redknapp came for the money, AVB for the fame, Poch for the glory and Jose for the pillows, uh, why has Nuno joined Tottenham? It's for the opportunity, being honest. Yeah, absolutely. What an opportunity for him. Yeah, I mean, it's very similar to Pochettino, really, in terms of in terms of progression. You know, not really won anything, but have gone from you know come into into England and been with a particular club for a few years, had a way of playing. You know, and there was bits and pieces. All right, Pochettino was more on an upward trajectory than perhaps Nuno is. But in terms of, of a person coming in and grasping an opportunity and having a very strong idea of what he expects from players as human beings as well as as well as footballers, um, it's quite similar. You know, we get the same results. I'm not sure, but it's certainly some. It's certainly approach you can get behind, and and that's exciting for me. I'm surprised at some of the at the amount of of kind of underwhelming, underwhelmment. Is that the word? Um, I'm I'm quite excited, and I'm ready to die on this hill. Give me it. <laughs> uh, I, it's nothing wrong with being as excited as, as a manager is, who's uh, appointed. Um, it's not a horrendous appointment. It's it's a little bit underwhelming, as you said, but it's you know like he, he has a track record of playing decent football, getting over the line with Wolves and getting them up. Um, not only you know 
playing, getting seventh in the Premier League, but playing well. Remember them doing us twice. They've done, done us at Wembley 3 1. Then they beat us at White Lane 3 2. And, uh, you know, these are under, under managers that we wanted there. I think Pochettino was at least one of them, maybe two. Or maybe, yeah. maybe I think I think where the disconnect is is people believe that that if, if if Levy was serious about Tottenham and the managers that we would be going out and getting is going and getting Nagelsmann and not letting him go to <laughs> to to Munich and going and doing it early or going and you know giving Conte whatever he wants because he's the top manager in the world you know and I know and that's essentially what happened with with Mourinho you know and the the pandemic obviously has has, has affected that. And I just think we should probably put us back a few steps. I think the appointment of Mourinho has backfired massively, as I told you. And I, I do, I think it set us back as well in terms of a football club, just by the fact of that it was him and his and his effect on on us. Um, so I think we've had to start again a little bit, and that's going to be frustrating for people. Um, I'm willing to to be all right with that if it's the right type of personality. But I completely understand why people feel like, well, hold on a minute stadiums here all the rest of it we're meant to be a big big club go out and get a big big manager i have some sympathy for that it's just not one that i'm particularly worried about okay mate um thanks for for your time i'm quite excited about it um look, it's just good to have a manager it's just good look, Lisa, yeah. someone like i just like i was sitting there and we recorded and released the pod yesterday with um jack from rural roost and and um and we and cow and we we um you know, it was we just couldn't get it out of our head. Look, it's been seventy-one days at the time, seventy-two days, <coughs> and we just didn't have a manager. It's like really important, and the players coming back. <laughs> I was convinced for a moment that Ryan Mason was going to take pre-season. I thought it was going to be. I was, I was, yeah, I was there. I was with yeah. you on that. Anyway, I just one out, and um, right, I think this. I mean, you know, failing. Um, if unless Spurs sign some players, like we, we can get some big names through the door, then um, maybe we'll do another pub before the season starts. But uh, right now, I'm all over the Euros. Anyway, listen to the Euros podcast released yesterday. Alex, we'll speak to you soon, bro. All right, see you later. So, that bye. Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Network.